Welcome to the Gym Heroes Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peacock. Today's show is brought to you by Gymdesk, the easiest gym management software you'll ever use. Take payments, create marketing automations, track attendance, and much more. To try the software out free, go to gymdesk.com. No credit card or painful sales call required. Our hero today is Andrea Havel, co-owner of Healthier Bookkeeping and an expert in accounting for fitness businesses. In this episode, she demystifies concepts like cash flow, profit and loss, and reveals to us what financial metrics we should all be looking at to understand our fitness business's financial health. If you've ever felt like you're drowning in all the accounting jargon and numbers, you don't want to miss this interview. And if you're an investor looking to partner with or acquire a fitness business, we even discuss what you should watch out for there. Without further ado, Andrea Hoffman. All right. Welcome to the Gym Heroes podcast. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, give your background in fitness and well, I'm sorry, give your background in finance. And I'm actually interested to, to know how you ended up working specifically with fitness operators. Okay. Uh, yeah, I started like most people do. I went to school for accounting and, and supply chain management and then got a job in a corporate office, managing inventory and purchasing and working in the accounting department. And uh, I got real tired of that. It was incredibly bad for my health. I was eating a lot and, uh, you know, I wound up being almost 300 pounds. So I decided to, you know, kind of turn my life around, get my health under control. And I got to work with a lot of really great, um, you know, trainers, instructors, nutritionists. um, And as I'm listening, I hear their pain points. And because I worked in kind of the financial, you know, business operations area, I would help them kind of figure out how to address some of their problems with their businesses. And that kind of turned into once I got down to my weight and I realized how important these people are to keep around. um, Mm -hmm. That turned into, you know, everybody wants to become the next Zumba instructor or, you know, personal trainer or nutritionist. And I really didn't. I wanted to help those people continue to spread what they do and grow. Um, and that's just kind of how I started. I began working with, you know, some small boutique gyms, um, some cycling studios, some of that kind of stuff. And then it just wound up kind of becoming more of a more than a side gig. And I left corporate and did this full time. And I've been helping gym owners ever since. Awesome. It's always good to get out of corporate. <laughs> so what do, uh, what do gym owners need to understand about bookkeeping that they usually don't? So everybody thinks of bookkeeping as, you know, it's, it's this really simple task. You go in, you categorize, you make sure everything matches. Um, maybe you have to do some really advanced stuff like a journal entry, right? Um, and that's really mm-hmm. all they think about. Well, and for the most part, that is 80% of what it is. Um, what we do is a little different in the sense that we don't just stop at giving you those reports every month. We then mm-hmm. turn around and go, let's show you how to use this financial information um, because that's really what it's for. There's no point in having organized information if you're not using it. So we try to right. do what we can to partner and teach them how to use this to benefit their business. Excellent. 
So there's balance sheets, there's profit and loss sheets. There's a lot of stuff going on. What's what's important for gym operators to focus on for the health of their business? Yeah. So you can drown in the accounting jargon, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, here is what you need. You need a balance sheet, which is what you own, what you owe, and then what's left over for you as the owner. Mm-hmm. You have your profit and loss, which everybody, that's the one big one. Everybody knows what it is, right? It's your expenses and it's your income and then your profit. And then you have what most people have never even heard of called the statement of cash flows. So, you know, those months where it's like, we made all this money on the profit and loss. Where did it go? That's where your statement of cash flows comes into place because there's a lot of things that affect your cash that are not on your P&L. So you look at the statement of cash flows and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's how the cash in your business flowed in and out that month. Mm-hmm. So essentially what you have at the bottom of that one and your net operating cash is what you added or subtracted from your bank account balance. And those are the, the three major ones that I encourage people to look at. How regularly should they be in contact with those documents? Monthly. Monthly? Yep. You should be doing it monthly, reviewing on a, you know, reviewing everything as a whole on a quarterly and annual basis. Are there any particular numbers that they should focus on? So net operating cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously your, your net profit, your gross profit is important too, though. And then, um, on your balance sheet, what you want to pay attention to is your debt, um, your liabilities. So making sure that those are, you know, not affecting you in an, in a really negative way. It's normal to have debt. It's normal to leverage debt. You just want to make sure it doesn't Mm -hmm. go out of control. Right. So you mentioned cash flow. How, how does that differ from profit and loss? So cash flow is, am I going to have enough money in three months to keep my doors open? Right. This is something right. really important that we do with, with all kinds of operators because this is a universal thing. If I know that my business slows down in August and September, I need to know if I have enough cash in my bank account right now to float me those months when I know my operating costs are going to exceed, right? I'm going to spend more money those months than I make, and I already know that. So I need to make sure that my bank account balances are high enough. We're not investing in big pieces of equipment right now, because then it means I won't have enough money to stay open in my slow months. So that is essentially what cash flow does, is when you're watching Mm -hmm. it, you make sure you have enough cash in your bank at all times. And we watch it three months out, six months out, you know, sometimes even up to a year out if we have enough data um, to make sure that businesses are staying healthy and operational. And if they're not going to be three months from now, we have a plan in place ahead of time before they run out of cash, right? Before your bank register goes negative. Yeah, absolutely. I know that in marketing, you can run into that if you've just started and you don't have a lot of capital. Um, you know, you can, you can be like, you can look at, oh, okay, so I have a guy, I keep him for six months. He's worth $2,000 to me. I can spend, you know, up, to, I can spend all the way up to this amount of money, but you might not have that much money in your account. Exactly. So you might get that guy, but then the return, you're waiting another five or six right. months to get that return and you don't have money to spend on acquiring other members. Right. So it's extremely important when you're making those big decisions for your business. Do we have it? to invest in this right now. 
when should we wait to invest in this, right? What's the best month to, to hire somebody? And if we don't need to hire them right now, right? So that's Absolutely. what cash, it's a huge decision-making tool. Yeah. So how can, how can gym owners use accounting to maximize their profit? Oh, so many ways. I'll, I'll try not to um, make your eyes glaze over because this is where you get to like the math part and the spreadsheet part that everybody kind of goes, I don't even know what yeah. you're talking about anymore. <laughs> but essentially, <laughs> um, what we do with accounting is we'll say, let's look at marketing, right? You brought up marketing. What is your ROI? Well, if you know how many leads you got and I, as your bookkeeper, know how much you spent, Right and you know your conversion rate, we can then take those numbers and say, okay, which one of your lead generators converted the best for you, made you the most ROI? Because even if we have, you know, 50% conversion rates on both of these, you know, marketing platforms you're using, one of them might be far more profitable than the other. Well, you don't know that until you're using your numbers to really measure those things. Um, So that's one of the ways that we do this. And we can also go through and do what's called a benchmark, right? Where we're comparing you to other businesses like yours or in your area and saying, hey, uh, most people are paying, you know, 10% in rent. Well, you're sitting here at 12. That's 2%, right? We're going to then use that that information. And if all the other things are equal, you have a negotiating tool now with your landlord. And we're going to try to save you as close to that 2%, if not more, as possible, which again, translates to more profit on your bottom line when we do things like that. Great. So I'm sure you've worked with a lot of different gym management softwares. Um, What are some of the problems you've had as a bookkeeper that gym management software providers could improve on to make your job easier as a bookkeeper? So... My whole job, right, is to pull all as much data as I can in. The biggest issue I run into um, when, you know, I, I call them the new and shinies, when owners go for the new and shiny tool that looks really pretty, right? It operates really nice on a functionality level. And that's about it. It's, it's just the surface. Um, what I run into then is it looks great. And I can get some pretty general numbers out of it, but we can't dig into any of the details, right? I don't know mm-hmm. what your payment processor is running you at. I don't know what your you know average revenue per membership is, um, what your average revenue per that visit is, right? We can't even we can't even dig through what your sales growth rate is because there's no membership numbers in some of these. So that's my biggest thing is making sure that at least the core essentials of data are in a software. Um, because as pretty as it might be, if it's not a helpful tool to help you make decisions on your business, it, it's mm-hmm. just, a, you know, it's just a lipstick on a pig. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, missing information is right. not a good thing as a business owner or as somebody helping business owners. Right. So along the same lines of putting, aggregating that information and finding the information that's really important, what sort of reports do you make for clients that really help them understand their books in a digestible way? So I have what's called a custom um, KPI scorecard. And we really do, it, it. custom means custom, right? Not every business operator 
wants the same thing from their business. Some people are looking to buy, some people are looking to sell, some people are just a mom and pop that just want to make sure that they're staying healthy, right? Mm -hmm. So we customize it to whatever their goal is. Um, We then track whatever metrics are important to those. And I explain all of those to them, you know, as we kind of introduce them to new new numbers, new names, new things like that. Um, So we make that something that's easy to digest in a quick snapshot format. Um, So they have like a dashboard of their major KPIs based on their goal. We also do 90-day cash flow forecasts. Um, Again, I told you why that's important. We want to know three months ahead of time when we're going to run out of money. So I can go talk Mm -hmm. to a bank today before it's bad. Um, You know, we also do budgeting, which is never fun. It never sounds sexy, but it is important. Um, you know, to know what your budget is and to have some kind of accountability to it. So we've talked a lot about building financial stability, about optimizing profit and really keeping, organizing and keeping our finger on the pulse of the most important financial metrics in our gym. If I wanted to sell my gym, what are gym, what are people that want to buy a fitness business? What are they looking for? So your business is valued based off of your EBITDA. And if you don't know what that is, that's earnings before. Um, sorry, I have to go through the letters in my head. It's earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. So all the things that are out of your control. Basically, they want to know mm-hmm. what actual cash does it take to operate your business and what actual cash are you bringing in before you know the government gets their piece and you take your tax write-offs. Um, yep. So they look at that. They look at, obviously, revenues. Um, they also look at things you wouldn't really expect, like your processes. Um, they look at off of your, your profit and loss statement, they're going to look at your salary and your rent because you're going to give them your EBITDA number. And then they're going to take those numbers off your profit and loss and they're going to plug it into their own little EBITDA calculator because yeah, I mean, you have an incentive to beef up your EBITDA a little bit. They're also, yeah, absolutely. if they think that maybe you're running a little leaner than you should to fluff up your numbers, right? So buyers aren't, you know, typically buyers have a lot of, um, you know, intel behind them that you're not aware of that comes from your financial statements. Some of the sneakier ones will uh, send people in to actually try your business um, (laughs) more than once, right? Because your morning class might be a little different than your evening class. So they'll send some people yeah. in and then they want to see how you're following up with that person, how um, you're interacting with that person when they come in. Um, so they look at that. They look at your location. That's a huge one. Um, they look at your lease. If you don't have a, a renewable lease, that's something uh, that's kind of a big deal. Um, what else? They look at your leads. They're going to ask you about your lead flow. Because most of these people know what their conversion rate is. Um, and they're going to look at your lead flow to calculate what they think they can produce. Um, there's something called <clears throat> ancillary revenue, right? Which just means your secondary sources of revenue. They want to see if you're, mm-hmm. op- if you're utilizing that at all. A lot of people, they have a membership and that's all they're doing, right? That's the only revenue that's coming in. Um, but no Gatorade. Right. <laughs> they want to see 
you know, are you doing t-shirt sales? Are you, you know, offering other services? Are you doing private lessons? You know, and what are the profit margins on all of those things? Um, so there's a ton that they look at, but really the, the core things you're going to get from a profit and loss are that um, the rent, your revenue, and then salary costs um, for your employees. So if I wanted to buy a gym, what should I be looking for? Well, that depends. What kind of buyer are you? Are you somebody who wants to operate their own business, right? Am I, do I want to be like a mom and pop? Mm-hmm. If that's what you're looking for, you're looking for less of a plug and play model and more of you know somebody who's in it day-to-day operating. So if that's the case, you're looking for lower salaries than most people would because the owner is taking his own salary a lot of the time. Um, if that's the case and you know you want to you're going to look at all the same stuff, but you're going to look at, um, are they using some kind of system um, for marketing and things like that? Because you're probably not going to have those things in the bank ready to go. If you're the other kind of buyer who I'm looking for something I can just plug my system into and it's going to run by itself, I don't have to do anything, um, then you're going to steer away from people who are the mom and pop shops, right? Who are still on the salary, who are involved a lot on the day to day. But again, you're looking at the same thing. You're going to do the same due diligence with your EBITDA calculations. Um, you're probably going to still want to go check out their, you know, their services if you can, um, because a big part of fitness is culture. So if that mm-hmm. culture is absent, um, you're going to know that walking in the door. If you don't get, you yeah. know, a greeting walking in because that staff's not trained to do that. That's something you're going to have to, you know, you're going to know you have to address. Um, if they're not active on social media, if they're, you know, those are all things you're going to want to look at when you're looking at buying. And if you're a seller, those are all things you need to be thinking about getting in, into place if they're not. Absolutely. As a buyer, I'm not just buying the, the membership as it stands. I'm buying the business systems and the distribution channels and the, yes. and the, the ways that you get the brand out. So I'm buying everything. Exactly. And, I, and if yeah. those things aren't in line, the business is not fundamentally sound. Right. Here's the biggest problem business owners have, right? Everybody wants, they see the service, right? They see the product or whatever it is. And they go, I can do that, right? I'm an expert at this. And they are. I get to work with some of the smartest people in this industry because they know their stuff when it comes to fitness and training and the body and how everything works together. What they didn't really plan for was how to also be a professional marketer, how to be a professional accountant, how to be a professional logistics specialist, how to, you know, how to, how to do sales tax and all of this other stuff that comes along with owning Mm -hmm. that business. Um, So if you have a business you're looking at and the owner is wearing all of those hats, you need to be prepared to either have somebody in your pocket that you can outsource those to or be ready to, to learn some new skills, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So what resources can gym operators look at to learn accounting? So QuickBooks has a ton of like really easy um, tools. You can actually go through their whole, uh, they have a whole bookkeeping training that's free. Um, cool. I, you know, all of my pro advisor 
people take the, you know, you have to take the basic stuff. Um, so there's that. There's also plenty of books out there, um, you know, the accounting for dummies type of stuff that will give you just the basics you need to understand um, what everything is, right? What is an asset? What is a liability? What is equity? Um, because as you're entering things into your software, it's going to matter where you put it sometimes. Right. Now, where people get in trouble is they don't take it a step further and go, I need to know what is gap accounting? What is, you know, all these other things that become really confusing and overwhelming. Um, so I, I am actually also a resource myself um, for, for business owners who maybe don't have the resources or, you know, don't need the time yet. Um, I do private sessions where we walk you through how to do bookkeeping for yourself, right? Um, and those are a la carte. We also do um, free, you know, free consultations to get you set up. If you want to pay to get set up, we have a quick system we put in place to get you set up in a little, you know, maybe about a week. Um, so there's all of that to make sure that everything is correct because it comes down to your chart of accounts. And if that's, if you don't start off with a good chart of accounts, um, it can mess you up further tax years down the line, right? We don't want you missing tax write-offs. We don't want you putting things in the wrong spot that then gets you in trouble with the IRS when they do an audit four years later. So um, make sure you understand what an asset, what a liability, and what equity really is and how your accounting software utilizes those accounts. Um, So when I make a deposit into an asset, it's different than making a deposit into sales. Okay. Um, It's treated differently tax-wise. Yeah. And so it's important to understand those things. Do your homework if you're going to do this yourself. Great. So where can listeners find you if they want to work with you or they want to reach out and ask you questions? So I'm at healthierbookkeeping.com or you can call my office at 480-923-4435. And I think you can book directly through my website. Um, I'm revamping my website right now, so I have to make sure my developers actually put that back in there. But you can, uh, you should be able to book directly through my website at healthierbookkeeping.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope we can do this again sometime. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.